0: It's them wise girls. It's them wise girls. Yeah, yeah. It's them wise girls. Yeah, yeah. It's them wise girls. Wise girls. Yeah, yeah. It's them wise girls. Wise girls. Yeah, Hey, hey, yo, K and Low. Are the names. Uh-huh. Staying wise till the times it's is the game. game. Relationships and money talk in the old way. Oh, and if you didn't hear the name, them wise, wise girls, wise girls, wise girls, wise girls. Hey y'all, this is episode two of the long-awaited season three of Dim Wise Girls. I am Laura Wise, aka O Wise One, and I am K-Ray Wise Ryan oh you gotta flex on us with a tool last <laughs> names though okay yes yes so trying to represent 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 you try not to get in trouble when you get home yeah <laughs> i'm kay ray wise ryan this is laura wise we are sisters we are sisters and we are doing it for ourselves uh, standing on our own two feet. No, I'm just playing. I'm not gonna standing do it. Standing on our own two feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. If we sound tired, we are. Like our whole little grassroots movement here at the Cincinnati Public Library. <laughs> um, it is a very hot weekend. I mean, like hot. Not not just in because the city is jumping, but it is in temperature. It's like. Oh, my God. It's hot. It's enough to drain your life force. I well, mean, we, we got up early. We out, we out early. Yes. And yes. it was already humid and hot. I'm like, mm. mm. It's a lot going on, a this walk- grassroots movement. Mm-hmm. I walked down the block, had me sweating. Woo. Popped a molly. Now yes. I'm sweating. Now- and now... Now we get that auntie hot, where when you get hot, you don't get unhot hot, for a mm, long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No one asked for this. Yes, so it was hot outside, and then we come in this hot little booth. <laughs> hot little booth. So I'm trying to perk back up, because... <laughs> I do have questions for the Cincinnati Public Library, though. Like, what do people do in here that they make the rules the rules? Like, the lights must stay on. Like, what are people in here doing? Oh... I don't even want to think about that. You don't want to think. About... Yeah, K-Ray just I... got done lightsawing <laughs> the booth down. I don't even want to think about what they be trying to do here with the <laughs> lights off. It's too, it's too dark and too small to be like, yeah, I'm trying to light turn these lights down low. It's probably the rappers trying to turn the lights down low. Probably there like no smoke. I'm like damn people do you think people come in here turn the lights off smoke a blunt. And they- turn the- I don't put it past people. I don't put it past them. <laughs> Ooh, I don't put it past them y'all while in here at the Cincinnati Public Library. Right. Well welcome to episode two. Kayra you've got all the show notes so let's give them a rundown of everything we're going to be talking about for episode two. Yes yeah, so episode two what are we talking about today? We're talking about the journey of exhaling, we're talking about black women and our journey of self-discovery, our journeys of self-care, uh, how we take care of ourselves, how we discover ourselves, how you know what are what's the state of the black woman right now in in regards to learning about ourselves, taking adventure, and. Maybe even leaving the United States. Ooh, I'm, I'm definitely hashtag Team Blackson. I'm, I'm Team Blackson. Can we get out of here? Can we go somewhere? I need to leave. need to leave. I at least need to, like, see other people. I need to mm-hmm. see other countries. Like, we can still be together, America, but I'd like the option to date other countries. Yes, yes. A lot of black women are leaving the U.S. for their mental health and... The algorithm is strong. It's, it's popping up everywhere. It's like, hello. The algorithm women. is strong. The algorithm has been telling me go to Mexico. Go to Mexico? Yes. I look at beautiful places like Oaxaca. I look at Mexico City. And I just feel like I should be there. I no longer belong here. Mm-hmm. And I should be there. I should be getting authentic. Mexican food, not like, you know, not the stuff we eat in America. Like, mm-hmm. I want the pozole. I want real agua fresca. Well, I can get a real agua fresca in the hood because welcome, welcome to our hood. But yes, um, I've, I've been considering, you know, things, things, getting out of here, getting out of here, what life would be like as an expat, Um, you know. Switching it up, leave, leaving for the, for the state of uh, being black in America is difficult. It always has been, and people are taking a different option. They're like, yo, I'm going to leave. I'm going to I'm gonna find greener pastures. I'm going to. But the real question is, is there a greener pasture, or is this just black women's opportunity to have their own eat, pray, love experience? I'm all for black women having their eat, pray, love experiences, you know? I mean, I mean let's go go to let's let's move to Ghana let's move to Mexico let's move to wherever we our hearts desire let's try let's try out different countries let's go let's let's do it I find it fun I find it it looks like a beautiful adventure when I'm scrolling on my Instagram feed Yeah, I'd be like take me there I want to go there take me there okay rugrats Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay rugrat yeah I I'm I'm listening to the journey of a lot of women, um, most of them who are in a different socioeconomic class mm-hmm. than I am. And in, um, you know, people who I know personally are leaving, experiencing other countries and coming back. But, you know, the women who are leaving, like, oh, I'm going to be in six months for Ghana, like Demetria Lucas. And who else can I think of who is, like, left? And they'll be back maybe sometimes. Sprinkle here mm-hmm. and there. But yeah, I think a lot of people are, you know, picking up their bags and leaving. And it looks like, it it looks and sounds like such an immersive experience. But I feel like I'm getting a very, I'm getting the upper echelon view of it through yeah. the algorithm. Yeah. Because it looks totally different. Total, totally different on ninety day fiance. <laughs> yes, some ninety day some ninety day fiance. Yes. It yes. does look yeah, it looks a lot different. And but feel, I'm feeling I feeling like our examples of art and our examples of movies. We talk about movies a lot on the podcast because well, we love movies. <laughs> We love movies, and I was just like, there aren't a lot of examples of like a eat, pray, love. I know that's like based on a real story, but like eat, pray, love, under the Tuscan sun. I was like, where? Are, what I was thinking about where are these movies? Where is that um, through the lens of a black woman? And what are the movies that relate to black women? Going on a soul-searching journey, or in a transition in their lives, about self-discovery and taking adventure, and you know, leaving the country, like I eat, pray, love, or under the Tuscan sun, just like leaving it all behind, finding who you are in a different element. I couldn't think of too many. I mean, I mean we got, we got wait exhale. Where did they go? Well, they didn't go, but they weren't. They were. They were all. They soul, were all, They were all soul soul-searching, soul-searching, and questioning their identities. They, yes. 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 You got how Stella got her groove back. Stella went on vacation. She went on vacation. She didn't completely leave. She didn't completely leave. She went on vacation, and she brought vacation. She was 90 days. She, she was. She was. She oh, brought yeah. her vacation dick home with her. And I always say that is problematic. Problematic. Prob- Bring problematic. home a vacation dick. Yeah. Uh, what else you got on the list? Um... Uh, I was trying to think of some recent stuff and it was really hard. It was super hard because all of these movies have been centered around black pain. Yeah. And they haven't really showcased a lot of explorative nature. The only thing I could really think of was like the photograph where she had, like, a journey of self-discovery by searching for her mother. Yeah, yeah. That was definitely different. And then she ended up in London because she followed Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. With his cute self. I would have followed him, too. I, So <laughs> cute. He's so, so cute. So cute. He's so deep, though, in real life. Yeah. <sighs> I love deep brothers. I love deep brothers. But they be scary sometimes. <laughs> 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 they be scary. They be like, Oh, so we're going to be deep this whole time. This whole time? This whole time? This whole time? Yeah. Can we watch an episode of Martin or something? Or like, you know, yeah. can we break this Can we get a little up? laugh? Can we get a little kiki? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, can I get like deep with funny on the side? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to need to loosen up. Mm-hmm. 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 No, my, my deepest moments come from relaxation. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I, that was really the only thing I could like really, really think of ironically, there is a self-discovery movie that I can think of where there was a black man centered in it. Remember the movie with the guy, the black guy who wanted to be a black sommelier? A Re- movie? Yeah, it was yeah. a movie. It was on Netflix. Uh, Nisi Nash was the mom. Uh, Courtney B. Vance was the dad. No, I haven't seen this. What's this the called? The dad had a barbecue spot and he wanted the son to work at the barbecue spot, but the son wanted to be a, a sommelier. And he this. ended up raising all this money. You me and Will watched it all together. It was a while ago. We all watched this movie together. Yes, we all watched this movie together. I do not remember. I don't remember watching no movie where a black man wanted to be a sommelier. You don't? No. It was really good. Oh my god, where It's there? not it's not possible. It's not possible? It was It's not possible. Uh it was really good. Now I'm, I'm about to look up the name of this movie cuz it was really good. I have no recollection. Side note, speaking of sommeliers, I love watching this one guy. I guess he's with Bon Appetit, but he's a black man uh, on YouTube. He's a sommelier on Bon Appetit on YouTube. And I just like watching him talk about wine. It's just like, oh, look at that. Black man talking about wine. Like, high-end wines. It's relaxing. yes, educational. Uncorked. No, I have not seen this movie. You've not seen this movie. You should watch it. Uncorked was really good um i feel like that about the guy who was on high on the hog i I really enjoyed high on the hog the documentary on netflix um he was doing black exploration of food from of the diaspora he really focused in america but i hope they bring him back and let him do like other areas because i feel like black people kind of eat the same things globally and But we just kind of like fix them different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you find everywhere we like chicken. <laughs> chicken. Yeah. Everywhere there's some type of okra stew or gumbo. Like, yeah. That's off topic. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. We digress. We digress. Um, but, yeah, I think, and that goes back to what I was saying about adventure being something that is almost male-centric. Like, mm-hmm. we always let the man go out to have the adventure. Mm. And mm-hmm. then you know the woman stays behind and holds down the fort. Yeah, that even happened in um, Lovecraft Country. Courtney B. Vance. Yeah, and yeah, oh yeah. Ingenue Ellis. She was kind of like, I want to go. I want to go. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, and yeah. then the whole the whole exploration of her her fan. You know, when she finally yeah. did get to go out and explore and time travel, it was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think. What do you think is holding Black women back from the exploration mm, of I mean, self of I mean, journey? A lot of a lot of things. Uh, surviving, uh, breaking through, you know the the societal expectations of what a woman is. I mean, like, and I think that we are a lot focused on breaking through the career aspect of things, like trying to make our place in career and in business and in entrepreneurship and uh just trying to uplift and change the landscape of businesses and owning our own businesses I think that's a big focus of the black community especially black women that we get folks so focused on that that we don't take the time or have the time or have the luxury to um explore ourselves in a way of adventure and um leaving our you know our familiar places to explore ourselves in that way. Yeah, we get caught up in a lot in identity of like strong black women. Yeah. Of even though everybody's like, I'm abandoning strong black women, I'd be like, I don't know if we completely abandon it. I think we're like dumping the label and sometimes we will go. I want to take my cape off. And be like, Yeah, but you got bills to pay. And you be like, I'm gonna take this cape back. I'm gonna take this cape back. <laughs> so I think, I think mentally, we want to let go of a lot of the things that we feel mm-hmm. like you know that created the identity of Black women. But it's like when you look around and ain't nothing getting done, and you realize it's got to be done. Mm-hmm. Who gon' Who gonna check me, boo? Who gonna check it? Yeah. Who's gonna yeah. check me, boo? I do think we're trying to dump the label. I don't think we can dump the re- what it is inherently been passed down to us. Like I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I don't think we can dump the resiliency that we've gained generationally through all the things we've been through as black people in this, you know, and through our lineage. I don't think you can just say, Yeah, I'm not gonna deal with I'm not gonna keep Being uh, resilient and strong, but I do think that we can dump the label as it pertains to being able to take everything on our backs. Being, I think we're trying to dump the label and create the space for vulnerability. Yes, yes, yes. That's what we're doing. Yes, we're dumping the label and trying to create the space for vulnerability so that we can really like. Sit within ourselves and acknowledge pain. Acknowledge like, yo, this hurts. Yes. Yo, this burden is heavy. Yes, yes, Yo, I can't do this all by myself. Yes, yes. So that's what I definitely think we're doing. Are we totally free from the strong black woman concept? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. When people are depending on you, when you have family, when you are in relationship, not just romantically, but in relationship Mm -hmm. with your community at large. Yeah how you going how you gonna not be strong yeah how yeah. you gonna not be strong i think the strength is something that we're trying to say yo don't take don't take advantage of this strength <laughs> yeah yeah i think we're trying to say like just because i'm strong don't mean i don't feel pain exactly don't exactly. mean that this don't hurt you know what i'm saying precisely this is still hurting this is still painful and i need but, y'all to acknowledge that, acknowledge that i'm in pain. Yes. That this is painful. That i don't want to do these things. And i think while we're still in that process, journey, journey still feels like luxury. Being on a journey still feels like luxury. Journey still feels like luxury. This even this black sit is being romanticized. Yeah, i think everything is romanticized, but i do think that yeah that they're Americans. (laughs) We want you to pour us wine before you get us in a (laughs) bed. I do think it is being romanticized. It's like, because no matter where you go, like you said the other day, there's no utopia. There's no utopia. Like, even if, I think what we're really tired of is having to deal with that double minority. I'm tired of dealing with racism and then I'm tired of dealing with sexism at the same damn time. So it's like, Um, I hate using, I always refer back to Demetria Lucas, but I listen to her a lot, sorry. Um, She was talking about how she was listening to the experiences of other women in Africa where, you know, the sexism is, you know, way higher over there, Mm -hmm. where they were kind of like you know, we're running out of jollof rice at a restaurant, and they said, well, only the men can order the jollof rice, you can have regular rice. So it was like, man I never even conceptually considered heightened sexism on the, yeah on, on that level. On that level. Yeah. You, know, you just think, oh, I'm going to be around black people. It's going to be a bunch of beautiful black people. It's going to be like, you know, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. What is wrong with us? We really need to put our phones down. Um, <laughs> you just, you you keep seeing these images. You keep hearing these thought processes. everybody like, we're going to go back to the, you know, we're going to go back. And you be like, yeah, great. But there is no utopia. And I, I try to remind myself of that even when I'm in spaces of feeling like I really want to get out of here. I really want to go somewhere and experience this new life. Yeah. I remind myself, like, yo, there ain't no utopia. Yeah. Even if you do want to journey, you're going to have to self-journey within yourself and connect to what you connect to and disconnect from the things that aren't serving you, like, right here in Cincinnati of Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. And when you go to these other places, it's not like you won't experience, you might not experience racism there. It's just going to be in a different way. And I think it's, perspe- it's perspective. And it's like, you didn't grow up here, so you don't know the subtleties yet. You don't know what's safe and not safe. And here at home in America, you know, because you, you grew up in it. Yeah. You know what's safe and what's not safe. You know the the unconscious biases of people. and You know, like, the little microaggressions. And you might not pick up on that as soon as you get to a different place. You know, you might not pick up on what's environmentally safe around you your oh my safety gosh, yes you know you may not know what you Sitting know with your back facing yeah. the wall will not save you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 i always when i i i'm going back to 90 day fiance i'm thinking about like specifically the one couple the one the guy he was south african he was white but he was from south africa and um the woman from here, and oh, she had got she had got, preg- she had got pregnant soon as she went up, you know, got over there. And her plan was to move to South Africa. This, I don't remember this couple. I thought we were talking about his name. Uh, what was his name? It started with an R. I thought what? we were talking about Sinjin. No, 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 a different South African dude. They were hot. Man. His name was started with an R. It was, um, I can't think of it now, but it did start with an R, and she was planning to move to South Africa. She gets over there. She gets pregnant right away. She gets scared about having a baby in South Africa because of, you know, the health, health, different healthcare system. And so she comes back to America to have the baby. And the plan was to come back to South Africa. I think she did for a while. But then she started getting, she felt like South Africa wasn't safe. And it's like, well, he grew up, he grew up in South Africa. He's still, you know, still alive. And it's like, it's like, kids are getting shot in schools here so and other countries don't see that as being safe like america's not safe anymore you're getting kids is getting shot up in schools every other day uh so it's really about perception it's like because you know where you would want to live that's perceptually safe to you in your mind Like, this area is safe. And it doesn't feel South Africa doesn't feel safe to you because you didn't grow up in it. You don't know the do's and the don'ts. It's foreign to you. It's foreign to you. You are a foreigner. You're a foreigner. So it's like it's like they go with these people from America, they go get with these people from other countries. They try to move to that country and then they like it's not safe here. It's like it's it's just a different type of safe because Hashtag humanity is everywhere <laughs> <laughs> because there's danger there's dead they say it just kills me I can't get my words out right now uh, I think I'm come like I said the other day I think I'm coming down with vertigo again and I'm a little dizzy so I can't get my words out but it just kills me when they go and they're like it's not safe it's so different this this is danger here like there isn't danger here in America well I think a lot of people perceive safety and familiar environments yeah but it's a false sense of safety because <laughs> you can get hit by a bus anywhere like you can get you know what i mean the danger is literally everywhere as like i said hashtag humanity is everywhere yeah it's just about confidence because you feel like in the familiar environment you wouldn't know how to react in a certain situation take yourself out of that familiar environment and then you don't know if you'll know how to react right. to keep yourself safe. Exactly. You don't know who could be your safe haven and where you could turn to. Mm-hmm. And that's removing a lot of the romanticism about blacks. It. Blacks. It. Yeah. <laughs> blacks yeah. Cause it just feels like, yeah, get me out of here. Yeah. And I feel like we were kind of already on these soul searching journeys and on these, you know, quest of exploration prior to, and I think, um, The Trump presidency definitely heightened it. Everybody was like, oh, no, I really want to go. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yes, get me out of here, please. Check, please. Uh, I know. I was like, get me out of here. here. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going back to Africa. I'm going to be... I'm just going. But, like I said, there is no utopia. So, you know, I instantly calmed down with those thought processes. And 90 Day Fiance, I promise you, it'd be helping. it'd be like, yeah, this is not... The bungalow with the wine glass that I saw, this is, this is reality <laughs> Reality, Radio. Yeah, big cultural differences, culture shock, relearn, just relearning almost everything, I feel like. Yeah, because you're going to need to know a new language, we'll um, you're going to have to everything. learn new culture and customs, it's, it's definitely something you should like, stick your toe in first. Yeah, stick your yeah, toe Yeah, in. it's definitely something that would definitely be challenging like as i get older it feels like it feels like everything's a challenge i'm still learning nothing ever feels certain not that it ever will be but somewhere oh. in your unconscious mind like there's a desire for things to be certain and you're like moving to another country will be so uncertain i have to learn so many more new things and i'm even your niece too came much. home the other day she came back she's in a new program and she was like i've just accepted the fact that I'm gonna always be learning. Yeah I, you, like, that is, yeah, I was like, "Yo, girl, you congratulations! You just walked into step one, <laughs> right? Right? Congratulations! You will always be learning, you poor baby. You're twenty. Um, yes, you will always be learning, my child. And I'm trying to. I think I've probably just been trying to deprogram in my own journey, like just within myself, by myself." It's been super awesome. I feel like this is a new phase for me because my daughter is older. I get more alone time. Mm-hmm. I get more personal time, even to myself, just because even my friends are in different life phases than I am. Mm-hmm. So I think I've been taking my own, exp- you know, local exploration. <laughs> local exploration. <laughs> local exploration. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, like, being out alone or being home alone Mm -hmm. and it's been it's been awesome honestly it's been awesome and it's getting me more comfortable into the space of like will I start to travel alone like outside of the country even though K Ray checked me around my birthday, like, you will not go to Mexico by yourself. Not for the first time. Not for ma'am. the first not for the first time really leaving the country. <laughs> she was like, but you were like, everybody's doing I'm seeing it all over. I said, Yeah, but they're not my sister. <laughs> and I don't need you getting trafficked, snatched, taken. <laughs> snatched you wanna in it. Yeah. It's all okay. <laughs> <laughs> you will not be getting snatched, okay? Uh, I won't have it. You took, you touched my child. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> oh uh, riveting performance in the movie Obsessed. <laughs> so many movies. So many movies. So, I was like, she said it like a robot. She was she like, did, she was like, thing. you came into my house. You touched, touched my, my child. child. <laughs> what's wrong with us i don't know what is wrong with us <sighs> i think that yeah i think the self exploration it's got to start it's got to start at home it's got to start within and then yeah but make the choices make take the, the dive take the dive take the dive because yeah. i mean at some point in, on any journey you you feel you get that faith of a mustard seed like you get that moment i don't know we always say faith of a mustard seed in like this like oh faith of a mustard seed I feel like faith of a mustard seed is like a sheer moment of insanity where you thought you could do something, like a sheer yeah. moment of like I lost my mind. I thought I could do this, and then you wake up. Now that faith is gone, or it's dissipated, it's on the back burner, and you are—did I lose my damn mind thinking I could do this? It's I, like it's like. It's like when faith and hope merge, and you have this epiphany, and you like you're on this adrenaline, like I can do this, and then you still have. I guess I don't know which one. Which one kind of dissipates, the faith or the hope? Maybe the hope, you kind of lose a little hope that it would happen, and then you're like, What am I doing? Why I think am I doing this? I it's the think faith. It's The faith, because faith is evidence of things unseen. And you gotta take those steps without knowing, knowing about yeah, okay, the next yeah, step. Yeah. So I don't think you really lose hope because the hope is always the hope there. is there. The hope of like I hope lose this fate. comes okay. out good is still there. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the faith yeah. of like this is gonna go well. Oh yeah, that that yeah psh- yeah yeah. That's the part that kind of like yeah. fades like the smoke of a cigarette. Yeah. Like wait, and you're reaching out like where did the faith? Oh, it comes back when everything's worked out. But when it starts to dissipate, you'll be like, Oh my god, I lost my mind. I don't know what I was thinking. What made me think I could leave that country What made me think I could live here full time? Uh, I think, yeah, definitely. That is that's where it starts to go. Bye bye. (laughs) But do do you think that this mass migration of, of black women, of black people, I know um, it's like even, I've seen some articles, even ones that made it to USA, USA Today, talking about, you know, black women, black people leaving the country, um, or hoping to leave, planning to leave the country, getting ready to. Uh, do you think this is going to affect how black women see themselves, even even being here, even here, like seeing other women go? Do you think it's going to affect how we see ourselves? We're going to have more yes hope, more... More freedom to feel, like, to be ourselves, to explore ourselves. I think we're going to feel less limited. Less limited. Yeah. I, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think it's the limitations will be lessened. They won't disappear. They're not going to be gone. But I definitely feel like even seeing... You know, just some of the women that I follow leave the country. It feels like, you know what? I never thought about it. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, sometimes your most hope is that you get out of your neighborhood. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. You feel like your hope, your hope changes when you see other people take that leap. You're like, oh, maybe that's something I should even look into. I never thought about it. Even hearing Debbie Allen talk about how her mother moved her and Felicia Rashad and their brother from Texas during segregation mm. to live in Mexico mm. for, I think they might have lived there a year or two. Mm. I don't know how long they lived there, but she said that that had changed her own perspective of herself and her capabilities of what she could do. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like it you sometimes you just need a break from whatever America is offering <laughs> us you know what i mean the ra- the limitations of racism the limitations of of just everything that comes with this american experience and not to say that you know you couldn't have a different one but definitely i think it opens up your eyes to the possibilities of what else is out there and i think you know sometimes we got to get up off the plantation <laughs> sometimes yeah. we get off the plantation yeah you got to you got to get yourself to uh, a place where you can explore a new mindset, see yourself in a different light, you know. push boundaries, challenge yourself. Um, and yeah, I think we need a wider scope of how we see self-discovery and, and self self-care. I want to talk a little bit more about self-care because I feel like that has been circling around the talks of, you know, the state of black women, about about self-care, about taking the time for self-care. It's very it's very high in the the wellness community of, you know, mental health and everything that's going on in society right now. We're talking about self care a lot. And I feel like we are trying to expound upon expound Oh, god I cannot talk to expand today. upon thank you oh my gosh <laughs> expand a- see I can't even you get can't it out now upon. no thank this is like when uh president trump was trying to say yesterday <laughs> did you see that <laughs> no oh my, oh my god you got to watch it oh my goodness um, i can't talk to Former president Ew. i'm just trying to say we're trying to widen what self care means because i feel like often it takes on this vanity Mm -hmm. role like I'm going to get my hair done and my nails done which is which is great those are that's care you want to look good smell good that is care That is care but I think it's also about um making choosing the right decisions for ourselves staying true Mm -hmm. to ourselves um setting goals and challenges for ourselves about our our path and our journey in life uh, I think that's self-care too yeah. and I think that we should open up the conversation about what up, that looks like about how the mental and, and analysis of your identity should get updated once every 10 years yeah. yeah you go through stages and you have to take the time to reassess where you at and what you want what you need I think it's hard because we create these identities and then we attach ourselves to them. And then when they evolve, we get worried about how it's going to be perceived by others. Yeah. And then other people are trying to, like, hold you to your past and previous self. Like, no, but you was always like this. And now who are you now? Yeah. And I think we got to give each other that space to actually kind of, like, shape shapeshift and, and, and know that it's okay. Like, somewhere inside of there, that person is there. Mm-hmm. Like, you ain't going to you're going to become a whole new person. Yeah. You're going to become better versions of that same person. You are. That's you're definitely gonna a possibility. You're, you're going to evolve. evolve. So, you know, whatever is that your nucleus will be there, but you are allowed to be vegan if that's, you know, what's going to be a part of your new self-identity. Or, you know, connect differently with spirituality or religion or mm-hmm. whatever's going to serve you best within that space. And I think that what we need to do is allow each other that space to do it for the real care of self. Yeah. The real care. And we got to start, you know, stop holding people to, like, our expectations. Because I feel like some of self-care is saying no. But we feel like if we say no, we're going to upset everyone around us. Mm -hmm. Like, no, girl, say that no. Say that no and lean back and let everybody else feel how they're going to feel about that no. Because that yes was really what was trapping you into an identity that's keeping you, you know, like, uh, yeah. Frantic? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Frantic. So I think, yeah, I think as black women, I think it's super hard to go on that internal journey and really disconnect and disconnect to reconnect back into community and into service. But if we don't do it, we're just perpetuating so many untruths about ourselves and self-care will always be got a mani pedi you know what I mean like yeah. which it is self-care cause baby when I do not look good I do not feel good even k be like girl you are looking rough are you okay <laughs> are you okay so I think yeah I I think we have to find the different sections of self-care and be like okay well you know, some of this is not vanity, some of this is Mm self-care. And then we also need to be like, okay, spiritually, you are not in a good place. Disconnect, girl. Mm Self-care. Like, different sectors. Just like there are different types of doctors. Certain (laughs) doctors look at your feet. Certain doctors look at your skin. Certain doctors give you BBLs. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there are levels to this. (sighs) Yeah. I just, yeah. I just feel like we need more space and freedom to be ourselves and be able to have a variety of options a variety of possibilities don't limit our possibilities as black women to explore ourselves to express ourselves in in ways that especially aren't quote unquote typically what black people do. Well I think we're already headed in that direction. I think we are. I think we are headed in that we're direction. We're already headed in that direction. And I think because uh a lot of black women are finding themselves free. <laughs> free where we're not right. getting necessarily the lives that we imagine for ourselves and we're having to recalculate and recalibrate what this thing called life is. And I think a lot of women, you know, they climbed ladders to get higher to make life easier for themselves and didn't find necessarily the family or the husband or the things that they thought would be at the top and then they're eat pray loving they are and then and, and then, a, then a lot of and then it seems like a lot of the women who are uh leaving the u.s are single it does it are does single, are women. single women who are rethinking ma- marriage children that like, like they're rethinking the whole thing they're rethinking you know Companionship. I know. I find it ironic that a lot of men are still using like you could end up single as a scare tactic. Scare tactic. What's wrong with my mouth? See, is this contagious? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, also, it's hot. I'm still, I'm still hot, and it's <laughs> and it's dry in here. Auntie hot. <laughs> I brought, auntie hot. I brought no beverage today, uh, so oh god, we need to leave here and get a bevvy. <laughs> we <So>. do. <laughs> <laughs> we about to wrap up this episode. Yes, I feel like yeah for guys who are like stuck in the Stone Age and like. You don't act right, you're gonna end up single. I feel like, the single chicks be out here living the best of life. I'm loving this transition for Black women. It's looking beautiful on y'all. Good. I feel like, like I said earlier, the algorithm is strong. It's getting all up in the al- my algorithm of social media. Like Black women are like. Yo, I'm rethinking this whole thing. You, you, like what know. we got going on here. It's okay because guess what? I'm loving myself. I'm loving this space. I'm loving doing what I want to do when, when I want I wanna to do, do it. it. It's a fr- baby, baby. When them Amazon boxes come and I open <laughs> them in silence. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Who do check me? I'm being what I Other want to be. Other than my I'm expressing <laughs> myself the way I want to express myself. And- They're loving it. And it's looking beautiful on y'all. I just want to let y'all know. So all the black women out there who are like, you know, I'm rethinking what uh, relationship, romantic relationships look like in my life. And I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time. I'm doing the damn thing. All by my, yes, it's not, it used to be all by myself. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, me and my girls are going out tonight. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's looking different. It's looking different, and it's looking appealing. Yeah, no lie, it is looking appealing. It's like, y'all, y'all are y'all are glowing. Y'all are glowing. Y'all are like, yo, y'all out here ever like Mary J Blige. <laughs> y'all out here sounding like uh, Eartha Kitt when she was like compromise, compromise for what? I know, and she was in France saying compromise yeah, yeah. for what? She was like, a man comes into my life, and I need to compromise. <laughs> Bruh, she laughed so damn hard. <laughs> she did. I mean, it came from the depths of the her depths soul. depths of her soul. So yeah, I think I think this, I think everything is going in the right direction. I just want us to be able to stay centered while we're moving. Mm-hmm. Like keep your eye focused and make sure that it's serving you. Make sure that it's not just attaching a label. To actions that necessarily don't match up, like don't just attach self care to every damn thing. Yeah, don't yeah. just you know what I mean. But like, do eat, pray, love. Do do sit in silence. Do take solace in the solidarity of the times that you have to yourself by yourself because you won't always have them. Like honestly, I enjoyed and di- dive so deep into the pandemic of this the solitary. It was mm-hmm. like now that we back outside and we really outside. I'd be like, damn, I miss when we couldn't go nowhere and I got this time to myself to reflect and to mm-hmm. water my plants and mm-hmm. yeah, to, care, to even care to water my plants, okay? Yeah. Like, it changes your priorities the moment that you have to come back and be involved in everything. And being involved is wonderful, yeah. but being able to have that time, baby, mm-hmm. it hit different. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, definitely, we need to really assess and analyze what we're considering the journey what we are considering that deep breath of exhaling yeah and we need to reconsider what we are considering the self care the care of the self and I think we need to be thankful thankful I know we're still going the world is still on, on fire but I think we need to be thankful that we've gotten to a place where uh A lot of us, some of us, are not in a place of survival mode so much that you can take the time to self-discover. Bruh. I'm telling you. Like, we get into a generation of women who really can be, you know— in a space where they take the time to self-discover and take this time is for themselves. Because still a luxury. It's, it's luxury. still a luxury. It's still a pr- luxury. It's still a privilege. We are getting maybe to generation one and two of people not being raised by people who were solely in survivor mode. Mm-hmm. You understand, like, the wives of sharecroppers. Yeah. The... The mother, you know, we're not too far removed from women who were domestic help. Yeah. This is different levels of survival. Yeah. Of straight up, I'm just trying to get to, to live the next phase of life and not, I'm just trying to get to, I'm just trying to hop countries. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, baby, we are in first generations of that. Yeah. Second generations of that, if you lucky. If you like, luck- Yeah. Like, white people have been backpacking through Europe since. Bruh. Since. Bruh i been. Back, I took a year to backpack. So with what? With what? Oh, I did it. I, I, I did. It. it wasn't much money at all. I had, I had. I had nothing. We slept on the floor in Paris. It was wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy that we ourselves are getting to have these experiences, mm-hmm. and I hope we have the gratitude to know that these spaces are these spaces are a luxury because some of us are still in survival mode. And to say that, oh, just take this time to do this, I'm not even going to say that this is something that even is being experienced by the majority of us. Yeah. Honey, right now, I'm not experiencing that. I'm fantasizing about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is still fantasy level life. Fantasy level life. Like, yeah, it is a privilege. It is a privilege. But even even the fantasy of this life relaxes me. (laughs) I know, right? I know, right? It's like, some you have to you too also have to get yourself i feel like off this wheel this off this wheel of capitalism in the way that america sees it to be able to like do that too it's like you have to get yourself out of the mindset of just find find a job find an employer and be a job and work there for 30 years and then retire and then and then Ooh. take some time off for yourself get when you're when wheel. you're when you're 65, 67, almost 70 these days uh, cuz you know you yeah because so it's we a had trap. To, yeah you, you had to get yourself off that wheel cuz this is what we've been taught this is what we've been taught it's ingrained in you and it's hard to disconnect from it disconnect from that i feel like this was a Excellent episode of self-exploration. I think so. And the journey of exhaling. Have you seen some of the people, who, like especially younger girls who, for the first time, watch like, uh, Waiting to Exhale? Yes. And, and people synopsis and are obsessed. I know. And the people who are re-watching it get on TikTok and watch these Waiting to Exhale synopsis <laughs> by the young people. I, they're like... They were desperate for men. And da-da-da. I can't remember everything, but they I remember don't, that coming up. They like, don't know the, the experience of, like, a man being associated with your worth. Yeah. They don't understand. The, these poor young babies. We weren't always city girls. We were <laughs> always city girls. That's the name of my next book. Oh, my God. Thinking about books. And self-exploration. Oh. I haven't got to talk about the fact that my new book is coming out. My first book. New book. First book. First book. Yes. And Bougie is- bitch poetry. It's high fire. Boop, 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 boop. Oh my God. I've been working on it all summer. And yeah, that's definitely going to be a space of exploration for black women. Thinking about yes. how we've been labeled and... How we recalibrate after the labels are attached to us. Yes. So, yay, yes. Yes, bougie bitch poetry. is on the way, Come. September 25th. Coming at ya. Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Come Coming at, at ya. ya. Uh, yes. This it's has been, been an excellent episode. It has been an excellent this has episode. has been an excellent episode. I keep saying it, but it really has been. We've been shoo, 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 baby. I feel a little mm, bit like mm. deep breath exhaling. <sighs> Exhale. I mean, if this if this episode did there not get you. There comes a point when, when we exhale, hail, hail. shoot day. Shoe. Okay, first of all, <laughs> it's not shoe day. You're it changing. Changing. She'd be like, shoe ba-. Yes, she do be like, shoe day. Shoot doop. You had a do, D do. on yours. You had a D. Shoe day doop. Anyway, so we're going to wrap this episode up. Shoot, shoot, Because K-Ray's clearly shoop, lost her mind. Shoop. Shoe. i can't talk today anyway so um yeah yeah so we appreciate your time that you spent with us today for this random exploration of freedom exploration of freedom we get the point where we're gonna catch you guys on our third episode where we're gonna explore the medium well done man so I just want you guys to marinate on what that could even possibly Medium mean. Medium well, man. Yeah, we're gonna talk more about relationships next episode, and we're getting a little to a little bit about. Oh my gosh! Hopefully next episode I can talk better, and we will be getting in about submissive women. <gasps> that whole that whole thing. That whole what's her name? Please give me the name. Jazzy. Watch Jazzy. Me. Watch Jazzy and Shamboo Dram. Yes, I actually like the fact that we're always late to talk about topics. It's going to be like our thing, but we need time to process this information. Yes, we, we like to the time to process it, think it through, bring some wisdom to Bring that, yes. you know, after you have that initial reaction where you're ready to be like, what, what are you talking about? Boom, bam, uh. And yeah. then after you come down and you're like, okay, so this is where it's at. Yes, come to us for the marination thoughts. Yes, marinate. Everything marinate. gets better after it's been marinated. Chicken. Fork, fish. Anyway, mm-hmm. now that I've officially made myself hungry. Thank you guys so much for catching up with us on the second episode of Dim Wise Girls. We're going to catch y'all on the flip side. All right, and see y'all next time. Wise Girls, Wise Girls, Wise Girls.